Welcome to the Midlife Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Michelle, a certified life and relationship coach, and I am so excited that you are here. The Midlife Chaos is for all of us facing midlife and wondering, how the heck did I get here? And where the flip am I going? Here we will talk about all the things that chaos brings. No topic is off the table, so join me on this adventure as we navigate the midlife chaos. Okay, you Grinches, it is officially December. I hope you have your cocoa on the ready, that your neighborhood is filling up with lights, and you are enjoying the carols and movies of the holiday season. I posted something about Hallmark movies on my Facebook page the other day, and the haters came out swinging. Oh my. I love all the cheesy Hallmark Lifetime movies. Yes, they have the same plot. Yes, they recycle all the characters. Yes, I know how the movie will end, and I will watch every single one of them and still get excited for the happy ending. And yes, I already know all of this, and I will watch them anyway. I will pop the popcorn and make the hot chocolate. I even just got two new comfy blankets for the only purpose that all my kiddos will be home this year. But Taylor is the only one that will watch the Hallmark movies with me. The rest of the kiddos are happy to watch anything but. When the kids were in elementary school, my best good friend Carrie and I would pick a day and pull all the kids out of school and watch movies all day. One of my kids' favorites is the Santa Claus franchise. They, for the longest time, thought Tim Allen was Santa Claus because he was in a few Christmas movies. Well, there's the Santa Claus movies and Christmas with the Cranks, and I think there may be another one. Anyways, I know there is a debate on how much Santa should be a focus of Christmas. Does he bring the big gift? Why does he get all the credit? Does Santa really take away from the true meaning of the holiday season? And I think anyone could answer yes or no confidently to any of those questions. At our house, we love Santa. We love the excitement that comes with the magic of Santa. The kids have always loved getting ready for bed on Christmas Eve in anticipation that Santa was on his way. We would follow the NORAD Santa tracker all day. And as Santa got closer, the excitement would grow and grow. But there was always so much to get done before bed. Setting the cookies out getting food for the reindeer. Sometimes we'd be really creative and put glitter in the oats to attract the reindeer to eat at our house. And sometimes it was just carrots and broccoli. When we didn't have a chimney, we would always find a magic key to leave out for Santa so he could get in the house. And we must have had really good cookies because they always all got eaten. Santa would leave a sign behind that he had been there. He would track in snow and we could trace his footsteps around the house from the chimney to the tree to the couch to the cookie plate and back to the chimney. And that must have been some magical snow from the North Pole because it would never melt. One year, we had to tell Jaden about the real magic of Christmas and Santa. And I believe it was the year that he had just turned 12. And JR was worried that he would hear about it on the bus and we thought it would be best if he heard it from mom and dad. Yes, I realize 12 seems old, but Jaden in his own way can be completely naive to some things. And for the oldest kiddo, who wouldn't want to hold on to that magic as long as he could? Jaden was pretty disappointed. I don't think he felt betrayed or lied to. I think he felt more that since now he knew he wouldn't be able to participate anymore. You know the saying, once you stop believing, you stop receiving. But when we explained what Santa was really all about, he got even more excited. 
see to us, Santa represents all that is good. And now that Jaden knew the secret, he got to help play the role of Santa. Not just for our family, but now he understood what all the service opportunities really meant. There is a book called I Believe in Santa Claus, and it's by Diane G. Adamson. And I just checked it up or looked it up on Amazon, and it's in stock and you can get it in just a few days. So I highly recommend. And we read this every year. And knowing that I like to ruffle feathers, of course, I've had to read this at church Christmas parties. And what I mean by ruffling feathers is church folks don't like Santa taking center stage. The book goes through all the things that Santa is. He wears red. He comes in the night. He loves little children. Then the book describes Jesus. He wears red. He came in the night. He loves the children. So if you're doing the symbols of Christmas, might I ask you to consider that Santa represents the Savior. One Sunday in our women's group, when the Santa debate had come up, my good friend Amy said that in their house, they say, serve and never tell anyone. In her house, Santa represented service. This time of year, there are lots of opportunities to serve. We moved to North Dakota from Boise, Idaho, and one of my concerns moving to such a small area was whether or not there would be as many service opportunities. One of those that stood out to me from Boise was Toys for Tots. We would take our youth group to help sort out the toys at the military base. The kids would get a name and then go around and fill their quote-unquote order. There were usually guidelines as far as to take one item from each section and depending on the age or sex of the child, so it could be a certain size of toy, a clothing item, a book, or it's, you know, whatever. I remember one year it had gotten brought up that the name of the, on the paper could be someone that they knew or someone that they went to school with and how we were going to handle that. And I thought, what a great opportunity to talk about compassion and discretion, to talk about how blessed we are and that we don't always know what their peers may be dealing with in their life, to show more love and grace. What a powerful lesson for teenagers. Another opportunity that I really enjoyed was taking the foster kids shopping. This was done with the local police. We would meet at JCPenney's and we would get teamed up with a foster child. Usually, we were just helping them pick out something for themselves, winter clothes, a toy or a game, that kind of thing. And inevitably, they would ask if they could get something for their parent or grandparent. Sometimes they would ask about their sibling. And this was all built into the program. The police were there to team up with a child, and the rest of us adults were there because, unfortunately, there are more kids in the foster program than there are cops. So this was also a good opportunity for the cops to represent something other than like a scary person. It gave the children an opportunity to see the police as fun and gentle. And because of the sensitivity of that program, my kids weren't able to participate, but it was still a chance to teach my kids. Something that I think every town offers is an angel tree. Every year we take the kids to pick a name off the tree. They each get to pick a name and sometimes they pick one that is their age. Sometimes they pick one because they like the stuff that's listed on the tag for what to give them. In our town, I think it's the Eagles who host the angel tree. And I believe the blue Santas also offer something similar. Or maybe they just take donations like toys and cash and then they're able to purchase and give out gifts to families who have been nominated to receive help. Another opportunity that I love are the Light the World giving machines. The LDS Church has teamed up with Catholic Charities to offer vending machines to purchase items for those less fortunate. The machines are in 61 locations in seven countries all around the world. 
and all the expenses are covered. So 100% of the items purchased and money donated go straight to those in need. Some of the unique items include clothing, shelter, bedding, hygiene kits. You can get livestock like chickens, goats, and even beehives and meals. You can sponsor a child to be tutored or donate art supplies to an after-school program. And it's kind of geared on that area, what their needs are specifically, and then there's generic needs as well. You can get a one-month prepaid cell phone for an immigrant or a month of supply um, of diapers or meals for a homeless family. They are so many options, and you can choose to spend $5 or $200, or you can just give cash. And if you don't have a machine in your area, you can go online to givingmachine.org to donate that way. So it's really cool. Um, we've done this uh, in New York City. We've done it in Salt Lake. Um, but it's just a vending machine. And you look through it and each item has like a picture. It kind of looks almost like a movie case. And it has a picture of the item you're getting with the amount. And you put the little code in, just like a vending machine, and it drops down to the bottom. And then you see at the bottom all the things that have been purchased. And then I don't know if it's at the end of the night or how often they do it, but they take all those items out of the machine. And then that's how they decide what items have been purchased. So it's kind of a fun way to get your kids excited. Or um, like the year we did it in Salt Lake is because we were all visiting my parents for the holiday season. And so my siblings who had traveled in from out of town, they were able to participate as well. Another Santa is Secret Santa. He is a fun, can be stressful, can definitely be lazy guy that's invited to all the holiday parties. Okay, maybe not all the parties, but usually the work ones, right? You know, you draw a name and then you have to purchase a smallish type gift for that person. And we've done a variation of this in our family also. Sometimes we draw family names, sometimes it's a cousin or sibling exchange. At any rate, this usually comes with a set dollar amount. And if you're like my brats, they just agree to not gift each other and then everyone is off the hook. <coughs> Colton. <coughs> but this is a good idea as the family grows and maybe your finances get a little tight trying to gift everybody. Or new family members have joined and you don't really know what to get that person. Some general rules I'd encourage you to consider is if there is a price limit, try to stick to that. If the limit is like, what, 50 bucks, please don't spend well above that. It can make the receiver feel awkward. Also, do not gift well below that. That just makes you a jerk. This may be a fun time to re-gift an item. Just be mindful of who all is in attendance at the exchange. It might be a little embarrassing if the original gifter is there. Although we did gift something to somebody this weekend and we all laughed because it is definitely a gift that needs to be regifted, and we were chatting about who the next victim should be. Also, a generic gift is kind of lame. I think that the idea of really getting to know the person you're gifting to is what is behind the exchange, as well as not having to buy for everyone, right? So try to figure out what are their likes or dislikes. Maybe they have a favorite something, a color, a team coffee or drink order, something funny or unique. I was chatting with Taylor about the secret Santa gifts and she said, you can never go wrong gifting slippers. Something new and comfy to wear around the house? Yes, please. <laughs> I personally am also a fan of gift cards. Have I just given you my chore of going and picking out your own gift? Maybe, sorry. But I do think I will be handing out grocery store gift cards this year. Depending on the age, who doesn't love or who couldn't use a gift card to the movie theater or another local experience. 
other gift exchange ideas are white elephant. This always needs to be clarified. To me, white elephant means silly, but apparently that is not true for everyone. My favorite thing I've seen go around a white elephant exchange was a goldfish in a fishbowl, but a close second to that was a wheelchair. Now that was a fun party. We like to do Christmas bingo. Everybody who wants to participate brings a wrapped gift. We usually set a price limit. And once you win bingo, you get to pick a gift, then the next person gets to either steal the gift or pick a new gift to open, you know. The kicker is you can win multiple rounds of bingo and you can win none. There are no crybabies allowed at our Christmas bingo. If the kids wanna play and everybody be a winner, then they have to play a separate game. We started this with Jer's step family and the grand prize at the end was always cash but it also came with a hideous type of prize and you had to display that item in your home for the next year and if you were caught not displaying the prize you had to forfeit your cash i also like doing a sock exchange i've seen this done different ways from having like a gift bag of items including socks or the pair of socks stuffed with items the host chooses how that gift should go Alrighty. It's been a few weeks and I cannot close up an episode of Santa without mentioning sexy Santa. So, so many fun ways to play Santa. And this can be played by both Mr. or Mrs. Claus. There are quite a few ideas online. And a few places I'd recommend going to are Dating Divas, Monica Tanner from Secrets of Happily Ever After, Get Your Marriage On, and Uncovering Intimacy. These are all Christian intimacy coaches and resources, and they each have a playful version of spicing things up holiday style. My favorite is 12 Days of Sexmas, where you can focus on something different for 12 days. Maybe you do all 12 days in a row, or maybe you pick a few a week, whatever you want. But these would give you a variety of different ideas for lingerie, toys, lube, positions, you can make this up yourself or print something offline. You can give these as gifts or you can bring something that you haven't tried in a while. Come on, ladies, get to the back of that lingerie drawer you don't typically get into. And husbands, a super hot idea is to offer a non-reciprocal, no expectations massage. Okay, you can make this an advent. You can make these into a coupon book. You can do these leading up to the big day or offer them as a gift to play out the rest of the month or if you have to next year. I mean, wouldn't that be a sexy gift to give for next year? 12 hot dates, one a month to look forward to? I've heard couples gifting each other date nights for next year. This would just be a spiced up version. So however you include Santa in your home, I hope he adds to the magic of the season. And for those of you who will wake up to a white Christmas or like my house today, gray and windy, I hope Travel Santa makes an appearance in some way. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the Midlife Chaos. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. I sure would appreciate that. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you want to see what else we are up to, check out my Instagram at the Midlife Chaos or join our Facebook group, Midlife Chaos VIPs.